Greetings from parts unknown. My name is Curvin, a.k.a. KD Swagger, the co-founder of Yep, I Like Wrestling. And today I am joined by the greatest general manager in Yep, I Like Wrestling history. And I'm also joined by the Dominican Diablo, Raid Ravello. And last, I'm also joined by the wolf of wrestling, Aramis La Paz. And this is our Dominican Takeover episode, episode 34. Voy a cantar esta canción con mucho cariño de mi corazón a la República Dominicana, la casa del merengue y la casa de la bachata. We have no socks on, just an honor today. Oh, actually, Don Johnson, that's Don Johnson's fault. Yeah. He's the first one, and every Dominican wanted to be like that. Yeah, my, yeah, Miami Vice. Miami Vice kid. You can't beat that dude. That dude was smooth. Yeah. Now, Teddy, we did a uh, background check on you. And earlier today, I had paperwork faxed to me. And it says that you are a quarter Dominican. Oh, so that's why I'm here. Okay, I was wondering. All right. Well, good to meet you, fellas. Good to meet you all. Hey, glad to be here. The first Dominican with English accent. I know, Never right? Met. My grandmother's going to be so proud. All right, fellas, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Dominicans in wrestling and Dominican fans in wrestling, but we're also going to talk about legendary action wrestling, which two of the wrestlers on that, uh, for that company is with us today, and that's Ray Ravello and Aramis La Paz. So, guys, talk to me about legendary action wrestling, and when is your next show? Uh, what's the date? The 25th? We're gonna August be- 25th. It's a Saturday, oh. yes. August Saturday. 25th, and it's where? It's going to be in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Bushwick, Brooklyn, that is. And right now in front of me, I have the information. It's at Mayday Community Center on 176 St. Nicholas Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Zip code 11237. General mention is $20. And you can also get your tickets at Tickery.com, Legendary Action Wrestling, and also has fellow Dominican wrestlers, Merengue Warrior, Cha-Cha Charlie, and many others. It also has Eric Jaden, Dante Jace, Joey Romero, also Frankie Flo and Zombie Flo. Um, no, Zombie King, that is, a.k.a. Junior Flo. Now, guys, there's not too many Dominicans in wrestling. Would you say there isn't or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it's just about the amount of Dominicans that are in New York. I mean, where um, Dominicans started coming into New York late 70s. So, like, we're turning 40, like the first generation, uh-huh. you know, the first American born. So, I mean, there's... Other people that have been here longer, Italian, Irish, whatnot, and those people, you know, you know, they were here watching Bruno San Martino and Pedro Morales, Tito Santana. So, you know, we're coming up slowly but surely. But that generation saw Jack Veneno in like Dominican Republic. But that's Dominican Republic. We're talking you know, about so New York City. Yeah, so exactly. A lot of people, we you know. So that's that's a whole that's a different country, that's a different generation. That's my father's generation. Yeah, that's true. So everybody here, that's that's not our generation, and we never knew about this guy till like later on. I would have to say, as far as New York City, I mean, you probably have a big generation, yeah, a big. I don't want to say community of Dominican wrestlers, but if you go and you go to every promotion. 
because New York City has a lot of pro wrestling promotions. If you ask around how many Dominicans are in each promotion, you're probably going to get anywhere between five and ten. But it's hard to pinpoint because not everybody is going around waving the Dominican flag. You know, as opposed to us, we, you know, that's what we pride ourselves in legendary mm -hmm. action wrestling with mm -hmm. the plantain players. Mm -hmm. Like, we're letting it be known, yes, we are a group of Dominican wrestlers, you know, first-generation Dominican-American wrestlers. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. But then again, how are they going to know if no one's actually waving the flag and saying, hey, I'm Dominican? So when we wrestle with other promotions and other company, we might be wrestling with a Dominican. We won't know mm -hmm. unless we hear their slang, you know, because Dominicans, just like Puerto Ricans, Cubans, all Latinos, they have a slang, mm -hmm. you know, a way of talking. And then that's how we'll be able to recognize one another. But as far as to pinpoint how many Dominicans are in wrestling, it's almost impossible to know. But we do know that there they are. Because obviously there's what six or seven of us in legendary action wrestling. I, I thought I was the only one when I first started. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I didn't know any, and, and then I um, uh, started working with ECPW in Jersey, and then I met I met Merengue there, and then I met Aramis there. And I was oh shit, three. <laughs> I mean, I mean you have, you have you have others. You have um, Marty Bell. Yeah, that I met her in Ace. You know what I'm you saying? Know. You also have one of Teddy's favorites, which is a No Way Jose. You know? Um, we, don't, we don't know him. <laughs> I mean, we know him because we see him on TV, but we don't, we don't know him. We know. Yeah, we never wrestled I mean, him. I met, I met yeah, him. exactly. I actually, I met him at a, last year? Last year, SummerSlam? At the NXT show, I, uh, I introduced myself to him. He's freaking huge. He's a big guy. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's, he's part of, you know, I think him being in WWE, whether it's a short period of time or long period of time, it might help bring the awareness of Dominican wrestlers but as well they, as wrestling in Dominican do Republic. Do they say he's from Dominican Republic? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, hails yeah. from yeah. Santo Domingo, yes. Dominican Republic. Oh, that's nice. And I mean, hopefully... I, I never... I don't, I don't watch anymore, so I don't... Hopefully that, you know, that creates a lane where, you know... Wrestling might become popular again in the Dominican Republic, like it was at one point no, in the seventies no. when it, Jack Veneno was around. Nah. When Jack Veneno faced Ric Flair in nineteen eighty-two. Nah, because it, it, it's um, McMahon killed it. McMahon killed it. Cable killed it. When um, once cable became worldwide, uh -huh. you could watch WWF wrestling over there. That's uh -huh. what killed Dominican wrestling. Was the WWF? They didn't want to see those guys anymore. That's what my dad told me. He said they didn't care about. They were too small. Those guys were, were tiny. Once you saw Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and Jimmy Superfly, it was a wrap. Didn't a lot of those wrestlers travel to Dominican Republic, like around the seventies and eighties and no, stuff like not that? No, Dominican Republic. I mean, they brought Ric Flair. That's about it. I mean, Puerto Rico is more. Puerto Rico is, I think, a bigger hotbed for wrestling than Dominican. Oh uh, yeah, I agree and, with with Carlos uh, Colon having. Yeah, and having, he he brought it. He paid everybody so. You know but, what I'm saying? Um, Carlos Colon has the uh, WWC, and mm -hmm. right now rumors has it that they're going to be working with the Dominican Republic to bring WWC DR pretty soon. They have a show coming up, oh, a nice. show with um, John Morrison, MVP, and supposedly El Branco, number one, which he's Dominican. He wrestled back in the days. He's going to be um, one of the people running it, and he's going to be using the logo of of WWC and he has the permission of Carlos Colon. Oh, that's that's good for 
any Dominican wrestlers over there. That's good. That's, it took too long, I guess. Yeah, I mean, to say that, you know, the Dominican Republic doesn't have wrestling, it does. It has its own independent circuit over there. Uh, but just like territories, you know, if you have a promotion in the South, it just stays in the South. They won't go to the North to wrestle. They won't go to the East or the West. But there is about four or five wrestling promotions in wrestling. The only one that I know of personally, which is in the capital, is uh, Dominican Wrestling Entertainment. But just like he said, they have a small crowd because the fans want to see the big names. Mm -hmm. The big names that WWE Mm -hmm. has already promised the world through cable. Mm -hmm. So to come out and just see a regular Joe Blow... It's not as exciting. It might be for a little eight-year-old kid, but anybody over the age of 14, they want to see the big names. You know, they want to see the American names. They want to see the attraction. So because of that, wrestling has died out, but they still have a little small thread of, you know, you know, off the thread of Jack Veneno's tights, you Mm -hmm. know, that there's guys that they still want to wrestle, but it's a small venue, you know. They can't sell out arenas like the... They do over here. So, I mean, from what I know, the show that um, the show that's coming up pretty soon, I think sometime in later on in August, they're trying to aim for around 2,000 people. So it's going to be held, and they have MVP already, John Morrison, Galito, and a few others. That's so, good. Yeah, that, yeah, that'll, they're, they're, that'll do it. Yeah, hopefully stuff like that can continue so then fans in the Dominican Republic can come out and support it. And hopefully Dominican Republic becomes a hotbed for professional wrestling because I think that's needed in wrestling and that's also needed for Dominican Republic. Well, the, I mean, the, the thing about wrestling, in independent, on an independent level, you're going to have to always bring two new names because what I... They bring an MVP, right? They'll bring him for the first show and the second show. They don't bring anybody new. The audience is going to dwindle. They're going to say, "Well, we already saw him." That's how it works. Ah, we already saw him. He was here last month. I saw him. They got to be they, every month. They're going to have to bring a new face. Every month they're going to have to keep bringing new face, new face to kind of keep the level of excitement high. If not, it's just like, "Oh, we saw him already. Why well, I got to go again? What's going to happen?" Ah, you know, whatever. So, I mean, if they can do it, I, I mean, I don't know what their schedule is, if they're going monthly or weekly or whatnot. It's probably monthly, most likely. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's hard to call people fans because people lose interest so fast. Mm-hmm. So somebody who goes to a wrestling show once, you know, if you don't capture that person to be a fan, most likely they're not going to come back. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. There's so much option, mm-hmm. you know, as far as entertainment, that to actually go to a wrestling show, it has to be something that you damn right love, mm-hmm. you know, or someone that you know personally, and you're like, you know what, I want to support them. But in this day and age, there's more selfishness than, you know, uh, you know to give. Mm-hmm. Everybody only cares about themselves. Mm-hmm. So to go out and support someone... To say, hey, you know what? That's my friend. Let me go support him. They'd rather say, well, you know what? I'd rather watch Netflix. Let me stay home and watch Netflix. Yeah. You know? I so can, I could watch wrestling on TV or on YouTube. Yeah, or I could watch it on YouTube. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that, it, it's, it's a little mm-hmm. hard to have a fan base because 
You, you know, have to be. You have to be consistent. It, it, you gotta it, be consistent. You gotta do it. You know, on a monthly basis and so on and so forth. And earlier, I said the show is in August. The show is on October twenty eighth, and it's the World Wrestling Council in the Dominican Republic. They're both doing this specific project, and it's being led by El Branco Number One, which uh, he's a legendary uh, wrestler in the Caribbean. And Galito, MVP, and John Morrison are going to be on the show. But I agree with you guys. It has to be consistent. They mm -hmm. have to be on top of this um, to get the awareness of wrestling in the Dominican Republic going. Because it could be something special for wrestling fans, and it can also be something special for the Dominican Republic. Yeah, yeah, it could be an outlet. It, it's good for business. or you know, And it even might even be good money. It might even be good opportunities for you guys because mm -hmm. have you guys ever had the opportunity to fly to DR to they, have a wrestling opportunity? They're not paying. They, yeah, we're going to have to go over guys? there out of our own pocket, you Passport, know? Passport, luggage, hotel. I'm not well, paying for that. I mean, Merengue did go and he did train. He didn't wrestle. He didn't wrestle on a show, but he did train at a wrestling school over there with a couple of guys, All so... Right. You yeah, know, nobody wants to go. Oh, I'm going to Dominican Republic to train. <laughs> I mean, he, he six, was like, five gyms in New York. He City. was already there. He was. I'm, but what I'm saying is, Dominican, no, yeah, Dominican, cool. Dominican Republic does have some some gyms. I've seen them. They do. Yeah. They, 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 of course. So we're they, stepping up a little bit. You yeah, know? they have. We're gyms. getting better out there. <laughs> and if I'm right, Frankie Flo was supposed to do a show in Santo Domingo at one point. He's he's trying to set something up. Actually, he's been talking about that for about two years now. But again, is that coordination between us and them? Yeah, you know, they're, they're are they going to pay? It's flight, hotel, all those things. Transportation, factor, security. Yeah. That's one thing people don't understand about the Dominican Republic. Uh -huh. You know, when you go as an outsider, you know, you go over there as an American. You know, America is a worldwide known name. So, for those that don't know that. We have poor people, we have Hispanics and blacks, and we have injustice and all that stuff. For the person, the common person on the outside looking in, America just looks like a pot of gold. Yep. Oh, so of course, if definitely. we go over there and they, they think we, we come in loaded. Exactly. Yeah, of course, exactly. of course. I could definitely agree with that. So, you know, with, with that itself, you know, we need security. Every time, every time I go to the Dominican Republic, they think I'm a drug dealer. The women, they want me. They want me to get their green card and all this. I'm like, yo, I'm, yo, I'm good. All right, I'm so good. I guess I'm going next week then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the closest I've gotten to the Dominican Republic is Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in Washington Heights. That's yeah. the closest I've ever been to DR. But um, just meeting you all for the first time here, so what made you all get into wrestling? Because I know me about... 187 years ago, I saw Macho Man Randy Savage and Elizabeth, mm. back when I actually liked girls, Kervin, and I was like, wow, Miss Elizabeth is pretty, and that's what got me into it. So what got you two into taking bumps and wearing tights and throwing men over your shoulders and such? You go first, I go first. Well, for me, it was more about, you know, wrestling in tights with men and just, you know, rubbing each other's bodies you know, pinning them down and kissing them on their neck. Um, I, don't, I don't think I, I It's a different conversation we're having. Actually, no. I mean, you know, I grew up watching, you know, WrestleMania 1 and just the excitement. The, the world of make-believe is what captured me. You know, how you had good guys and bad guys fighting it out you know, old-fashioned fisticuff. 
Now, mind you, at the age of five, I didn't know that was fake. But to me, it was the realest thing ever. I was like, here are grown men, and they're fighting it out. No guns, no knives, you know, even though there were a few chair shots and brass knuckles. <laughs> but for me, it was the allure of the entertainment aspect of two men fighting it out and the whole debacle that happens, you know, the biggest circus on earth. So it just drew me in, and I, I, I got sucked in into a wormhole, and that's it. Now, you being Dominican, did that help you want to become a wrestler? And did you say to yourself, you know what, damn, you know what, there's no Dominican wrestlers, I'm going to become a wrestler, and I'm going to rep for my people. Actually, as a five-year-old kid all the way to I was 14, I didn't even know I was Dominican. Really? I didn't. The, growing up in an old Dominican neighborhood, no one ran around saying, yeah, yeah, we're Dominicans. I grew up with Puerto Ricans. I grew up with Cubans. I grew up with Mexicans, you know, blacks, whites, Irish, all in my block alone. Uh -huh. And to me, we were all the same because no... We partied on Puerto Rican Day Parade. We partied on Dominican Day Parade. We partied Colombian Day Parade. We partied all the time. So for me, every celebration of culture was exactly the same. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I was 14 that I started getting into fights with other races that I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, you look just like me. Oh, you ain't Puerto Rican. I'm like, okay, and your point is... <laughs> You know, oh, you ain't Cuban, you know, oh, Mexicans, we're the best. So I didn't even know I was Dominican until, you know, this whole divide of my country is better than your country. But to answer the whole, you know, the, did it make me want to be a wrestler? It made me want to be a wrestler despite or in fact of being Dominican because I was like, I want to be part of that world. And then, of course, as you get older, then you start to, oh, well, you know what? There are no Dominicans. Maybe I can do something different to show everybody else, hey, you can do it too. Or we do exist. You know, we need to be a voice and so on and so forth. So. Pretty much. Uh, it's pretty much the same story. But I didn't, I saw these dudes. Uh, who you had? You, you got Steamboat, Asian, Santana, Mexican, Hogan, white, JYD, black, Andre Giant, French. So you saw Bruno Italian. So I didn't think about it that way, too. I said, well, yeah, I'm just going to have to eat a shitload of food because <laughs> I didn't eat at all when I was a kid. I was skinny as a stick. And I was like, well, all I got to do is eat. Eat, be about 40 years old because they all look about 40. All these motherfuckers look 40 years old. I said, I got to eat, and when I'm 40, <laughs> I guess I could be a pro wrestler. I didn't think about it. Uh, you don't think about race. I mean, when you're a kid, you don't, you don't think about that. Now, you know, we talked about wrestling in the Dominican Republic and Dominican fans embracing wrestling, but what about Dominican families? Like, I come from, you know, I'm Dominican descent on both sides, my father and my mother's side, and wrestling is not really big in my family. So I can only imagine if I told them one day, hey, I want to become a wrestler, they'll be like, mira muchacho, y por qué, and blah, blah, blah. You know, they'll say, you know, stuff like that. Like, how do you think Dominican families embrace kids that want to become wrestlers and i know you guys have both lived that like well my my mother was uh the first one that told me it was fake uh I was, hogan was wrestling and i said oh coach oh, it's fake and i started crying or whatever and she, to calm me down she said, oh no no i'm lying i'm lying it's real it's real, real so i can stop crying 
But uh, I, I told them, when did I tell? It's about maybe 98. I told my mother that I was I wanted to become a pro wrestler. She knew I was like since I was a kid. So she was like, yeah, whatever, whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, my dad, I didn't tell him because uh, he hates wrestling. He hates that shit with a passion. He doesn't say it with a passion, but he just. I took him to my first match in Jersey, and I said, "Listen, I want you to come with me because I have a wrestling match." And he's like, "Que lo que tú me estás diciendo a mí?" And I'm like, "I got a wrestling match. I'm wrestling in Jersey. I want you to come and see me." He's like, "All right, I guess. Yeah, fuck it." <laughs> you know. So he came. He came. Uh, him, my son, and my little sister came, and uh, that was. Uh, 2006, 2007, I can't remember. But, um, I mean, it's like whatever. It, it's, it's like a job. Like, you know, you want to be an actor, you want to be a basketball yeah, player, they're going to think that. I'm pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Dominican parents are so used to hearing the, yeah, I want to become a baseball player, I want to become a doctor, I want to become a lawyer. But wrestling is so minimal in the Dominican Republic that if you tell your Dominican parents, I want to become a wrestler, they look at you like you have two heads. Because it's so, it's, wrestling is... It's rare, you know. It's not. It's not. You it's know. A, well, it's, it's a, not a big it, thing. Uh, considered a joke. It's considered a joke back then. So, uh, to a degree, it still is. You know, um, people like Stone Cold and The Rock kind of changed the perception, and reality TV changed the perception. But at that time, everybody already knew it was fake. They, you know, they, they knew about blood capsules and you know whatnot. So, so I mean, they were like, "Do you want to do fake shit?" For for the most part, as if if wrestling was held to the standard and expectation of you know professional sports, the millions and millions of dollars that they make, then parents would be like, "Oh, you want to be a wrestler? That's great. Why? Because they know that that's the payoff. There's money involved. You the, exactly. So Dominican parents. Mucho or, mucho plata. Exactly, <laughs> and that's why. It, it ain't because, oh, you know, well, wrestling, we, we, we don't care about it. That's stupid or it's fake. No, it's, it's not going to make you rich and famous. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you say, oh, mom, I want to be a baseball player, what are they thinking? Sammy Sosa, Manny Ramirez, uh, you know, million-dollar contracts. You know, I want to be a basketball player, million-dollar contract. Football player. Football player, million-dollar. I want to be a wrestler. What? You want to get beat up for, what, $25 a, a, a night? So, and a salchichon. And a salchichon. So, I mean, with me, my mother was like, why? Why do you want to be a wrestler? Why do you want to put your body through that and get beat up and slammed and kicked and punched? After they say it's fake. Because well, exactly. person, like, it's fake. They yes. say, I want to be a wrestler. <laughs> hey, you're going to get hurt. And then so which get... one is it? Is it fake or am I going to get hurt? Like, what? <laughs> you're not making any sense right so, now. So, yeah, my mother was like, I'm not a fan of it. She was like, uh, you know. And Dominican parents, or even parents in general, they get us into wrestling by hitting us with weapons around the house. Exactly. And you're not Dominican unless you got hit with a belt, a hanger, <laughs> a chancleta. For those who don't know what chancleta is, a sandal. Yep. The broomstick. Broomstick. Yeah. So, Kendo stick. 
Yeah, the candlestick. I don't know exactly. about I don't know about any Dominicans with a candlestick. <laughs> no, it was a broomstick, bro. The broomstick. That is a Dominican the, candlestick. The, bro, the, the broomstick match. They, mu- they must you outside, you know, and whatever, what building you live in, they got they got cages around there. You must be you're getting beat up in a cage match. Oh man, I don't recall ECW being aired in the Dominican Republic yeah. where Dominican parents can come well, out with a candlestick. Well, I was born here. I was born in so, Dominican Republic. But um, and then uh, you know. Just like just like Raid, uh, my brother told me at a young age, he was like, that's fake. And I also, t- I cried, you know? And I, But my brother just hated everything I liked. Everything I liked, he hated. So he made it his business to ruin everything I liked. Then one day, when I finally had my first match, I said, hey, you know what? I want you to come with me. And he was like, For where? I was like, I want you to see me perform. I didn't tell him it was wrestling because he hated wrestling. You know, he was like, oh, that's fake. That's for, you know, pussies, blah, blah, blah. So my brother was a boxer. To him, everything with Mike Tyson boxing. So I didn't tell him I was wrestling. I just said, yo, I'm going to perform. Because, you know, because I, I, did, I, did, I did theater. So my brother thought that I was, it was, acting a, it was a theater show. So I said, no, nah, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do a show. And he was like, all right, I want to come support you. So it was him and my best friend. And when he saw that it was like in a warehouse and he was like, well, what kind of theater production is this? He walked in. <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know, go have a seat. I'm going to go get dressed. And when he walked in, my friend that was with him was like, yo, your brother was like, what is this? Why am I here? And he was like, oh, my God, don't tell me my brother's going to get beat up thinking that it was a boxing match. Because <laughs> he, he saw the ring. So he's like, wait a minute, I didn't know my brother knows how to box. And if my brother doesn't know how to box, he's going to get his ass beat. <laughs> so he got nervous. Yeah, so because I never told my brother, hey, I want to box or how teach many, me how, how to box. How many matches before yours came up? Uh... I think I was number three. You was three. Yeah. So, so like the first page is like, oh, get the fuck out exactly. of here. Exactly. He, he was not excited. He was not excited because he was like, this is a bunch of, you know, homos. These guys ain't real. They can't fight. Yep. And then when my music came out and the fans started cheering, you know, and so on and so forth. And I got in the ring and I, he became a fan. But why? Because he finally got to see someone who he personally knows, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then now he is emotionally invested and he fell in love it, and he comes to our show all the time. It, it, it's, it's a personal connection. Like, for example, with yes. me, I got into wrestling because my older brother got into it and he got into it because my cousin got into it. So once you get that personal connection, that's when you yeah. want, you know what? Let me get into this. You know, my brother's into this, my cousin, my grandmother, let me get involved in it. And that's how a lot of wrestling fans become wrestling well, fans. That's the thing. Um, my family, it was all boys, all the first generation. Mm-hmm. So we're from the Hogan generation. So mm-hmm. the parents, my parents didn't like it. My aunt, my aunt is like the youngest one. She liked it. She thought it was okay. She was into like Dusty Rhodes and Jake Robertson shit. So she, she was young. She, mm-hmm. Her first kid, she was like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So she kind of liked it. You know what I'm saying? So she got into it. So then we were all born... In, it was all boys. The first, the first round of kids was all boys, and they we fucking ate that shit up. And people to this day, the more less today than they did 10, 15 years ago. What I mean is that people say less that wrestling is fake. Why are you watching wrestling? That's why we created Yup I Like Wrestling because 
when someone, t- you know, when somebody asks you, you really watch wrestling? You'd be like, yup, yep. I like wrestling. I have this shirt. I wear it all the time. Yeah. And in <laughs> Spanish is, si, me gusta lucha. Yeah. Say, yep, I like wrestling yeah. in Spanish. So, you know, people are always going to talk about wrestling this, wrestling that. And I think that's the good thing about Vince McMahon and WWE. And I know a lot of people like to point out his flaws, but he's trying to make the brand global. He's trying to get it is every, yeah, it is global. It. It no, no, is all right, global. yeah, you're right about that. Global. It's, been, it's been global. For I over thirty years. I, let me let me correct myself. He's trying to make it even more global, and the more global he makes Wait, it, the better. Shows in Mars now. <laughs> hey, you never so know. Never know. Never know. He got the money. With, uh, what's but, his name? What's, what's the guy that wants to go to Mars? Uh, uh, Tesla. Uh, Elon. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. Obviously, Vince McMahon, he's made WWE a global brand. He's trying to make it more of a global brand, and I feel that it's going to improve the smaller countries like Puerto Rico even more, Dominican Republic even more, and even today's product, too, as well. I mean, you look at the indies now. You have All In, which is going to be an event coming up soon. You have G1 Supercard, another event that's going to come soon, which um, it's Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. You got guys like Cody Rhodes and... Young Bucks and Kenny Omega who are making a living outside of the WWE, outside of the United States. Finally. And it's only going to help everyone in wrestling, you know, including, you know, wrestlers yeah. like the both of you guys. You're absolutely right. You know, and... I'm super excited. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that they're finally doing something like this. this. There's no business. I mean, after WCW and ECW folded, it was only WWE. So they're like the Disney of wrestling. They have been the Disney of wrestling since that happened. And there's no money. There was no money. You can't make a living off of wrestling anymore. You're going to need another job. It's not like in the 80s where, you know, in the late 70s, well, 70s, 80s, where you can go to Florida for two years, Texas two years, California two years, Oregon two years, Canada two years, New York two years, and back again. Um, it's not like it died. He monopolized it, and it messed up. You know, it got worse after 2001. Uh, what they're doing is great. I'm going to go to the show in uh, what, April April 16th. I'm not going to NXT. April 6th. April 6th? When is WrestleMania? April 7th? April 7th. Uh, okay, so it's the 7th. Yeah, you're right. So I'm going to go to that. I'm going to give them my money. McMahon's got enough money already. I yeah, give him ten dollars a month for the network. I barely watch. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't watch Raw, he, he gets, but he has the yeah, WWE network because I watch the old stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's a good sus- subscription because for ten dollars, you don't have to watch Raw. You can watch everything that happened from the beginning of, you know, the introduction of WWE or WWF, and that's what I do. I don't watch none of the new stuff. I watch all of the old stuff. Yeah. You know. Uh, but I agree with him. It, it's really good that all these other companies are coming up, you know, because it gives other people opportunity because WWE did monopolize wrestling, you know. I mean, they were the gatekeeper, and it's, it's, it's almost like you're a failure if you don't make it to WWE, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a damn lie. But that's what he did. It's like, oh, well, we're the best. What you see on our product is the best, and it's a lie. Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks, they sold out all in 10,000 seats in about 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes. Yep, yep. That's great for the wrestling business. Fantastic. I, it's amazing. And that's going to be, right now, scheduled to be the biggest event 
outside of the WWE since the days of WCW. Yep. It goes to show you that in a lot of ways, wrestling is more popular today than it ever has been. Uh, ratings may not show that, but in a lot well, of ways WWE it is. The WWE ratings don't show that. Um, you know what it is? It's, uh, you got about 20, 30 million starving fans. That's what it is. They're starving for uh, Attitude Era, 80s Era, you know, uh, type of wrestling. It's too cartoony. I don't watch it anymore. Uh, but he's, you know, it's different now. He's public. He's got stockholders that he has to uh, please. So I, it's good. It'll go back to the blood. It'll go back to beer. It'll go back to swearing. You know, an adult version. Not necessarily adult, but 14 and up of TV. Was it MA14, TV14, yeah. the rating now? Uh, you need a different type of wrestling. The wrestling that he has, I guess, is good for like five-year-olds and six-year-olds. It's not good for someone who's 35. I mean, I mean, I honestly think that we will never go back to the Attitude Era, which I, the Attitude I, Era is I, Teddy's favorite era of all of, of wrestling. And, um, you know, even though we're not going back to the Attitude Era, I think other companies like Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to put more pressure on WWE to bring stuff like that out slowly. But here's the problem. The problem is... Um, uh, Chris Benoit messed it up for the WWE. The Chris Benoit scandal, because uh, I have my own theory about everything that happened, but the Chris Benoit scandal slash situation, uh, they can't do blood anymore. They can't, they can't curse. They can't do anything like that. That's what changed everything. But people like Cody Rhodes, New Japan, they, didn't, they don't have a Chris Benoit situation. So they can do blood. Uh, uh, it's going to be tough for the WWE. Uh, they can't go. They can't. They can't go to the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. But New Japan and Ring of Honor will. They're going to use blood. I think they those guys are going to. Those guys are going to curse. They're going to curse. They, they're they, going to they, say fuck you to the fans, and they're going to. It's going to be politically incorrect. You know. But it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. And that's what wrestling fans outside of WWE. That's what they're looking for. Like I go to ROH shows, and they're amazing because the fans. They're not kids. They're 18 and over. They're cursing. They're swearing. Drinking beer. They're drinking beer. And they're getting into it with the wrestlers. And the wrestlers can get back into it with the fans. Psycho. You know? Everybody's having fun. Exactly. As opposed to WWE, where you have an 8-year-old kid, how much of a heel can a heel really be? You can't. All he can really say is, shut up. Your face is ugly. He can say little kid comebacks. You can't even say that. I got, I got, uh, I did a show here in the Bronx uh, with ACPW, and I got into so much trouble. I got into so much trouble. Um, I called the kid autistic, and I called the little girl fat. Holy shit, bro. Those people were so fucking mad at me. How can you say it? I was playing a heel. Like, oh, you can't call kids autistic. I say, I, but he's not. I'm just being a heel. Had apologized to the people and everything. They were so fucking mad. That's where the that's where the world is now. Well, when it comes to kids, at least you know yeah. that they, they, you can't you can't be a real heel. So like they told me, oh, you know, I'll be careful. Like the promoter uh, Gino wasn't too mad. Yeah. Cause he's like, yeah, I yeah. Understand. Mm -hmm. He's like, but everything is changing. It's just you know, for for future reference, I guess we can't do stuff like that anymore. But it was for kids. Maybe I should have known better. I didn't think I was going that far, but I guess I did. But, um, you know, you, 
that's what get people. That's what get a rise out of it. There was a show. I'm sorry, to, I don't want to cut nobody off, but I was watching something. Um, uh, God, Roddy Piper was in the garden, and they were the fans were chanting, "You have AIDS." You can't do that now. They called him a faggot because he wears. Oh yeah, when Roddy Piper was around, he was saying stuff. If yeah. Roddy Piper was around today, saying the stuff that he used to no, say, no, he be, he be fired. Oh, forget it. He he, 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 he would he, not even. He wouldn't even get hired. He would have no job. <laughs> no job. But that's what I'm saying. The level of sensitivity, you know, is at an all-time high. So, to have the reality era, if you imagine the reality era now, it, no, he. Vince McMahon will lose all his stocks. He will lose all, all his promotion. Sponsors. He will he will lose his sponsor. So that's why he caters to what he knows is a sure thing. Just like uh, Diablo said, it's the Disney of wrestling. Because in order for you to have kids come to your show, the parents have to bring them. So right there, you're already getting two tickets for the for one. The parent doesn't want to watch wrestling, but to please the child, he's going to take him to a wrestling show, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're already getting two tickets for one interest. Yeah. So that's what Vince McMahon did. So he, he PG'd it to keep it to... You bring he, four people instead of one. Exactly, because you mm-hmm. want to please the kids. Now, like ROH, New Japan Wrestling, and the Indies... Because that's what I do. It's, they care more about the sport of wrestling. Mm-hmm. The sport of wrestling and the, the authenticity. Mm-hmm. The authenticity of it. So I love those shows. I love going to indie shows. You know? And it's funny because I, I, you know, I've gotten into disputes with other wrestlers. Because they're like, oh, well, once you're a worker, you can never be a fan. And I'm like, well, if it wasn't for you being a fan, you would have never became a worker. You know? Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other. So I go to... I go to wrestling shows still. I don't promote myself as a worker. I don't promote my character, but I go as a fan because I became a worker because I was a fan. I think that's a silly notion. So uh, it is. UFC, for instance, they have fighters right outside the ring. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there and they're dressed up. There's fighters, you know, right around it. So, it, not, But nowadays, wrestlers, they don't promote their own show. Whether, you know... I'm talking about indie wrestlers, whatever company it is, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, a legendary lot of guys, action wrestling. A lot wrestling, of guys anything. feel that it's the promoter's uh, job. So they just, you know, they, I'm going to be there wrestling. I mean, but a lot of the young guys don't know how to uh, promote. It, it's, it's, it's different now with social media and everything. You really have to, like, and to get to promote a show in New York, like we were saying earlier with all the new distractions and Netflix and everything like that. You got to go all out. To, to bring people to a show, oh my God, bro. You're going to need a borough president. You're going to need the mayor. You're going to need radio. You're going to need TV. You're going to need a shitload of uh, people to, to help you to bring in at least 500 people to a show. Nowadays, you could be a great wrestler. You could be great on the mic. But if, you're ha- if you have a bad social media presence, a promoter may not want you. Yeah. That's today's wrestling. That's mm-hmm. today's wrestling, yeah. Back in the days, it's different. Back in the days, if you were a great wrestler, you were great in the ring, you're getting booked. Yep. So now it's like, show me your social media. Are you on Instagram? Even Hollywood is like that now. Even, like, if you want to be in movies now, it's the same thing. Yep. It's all about your followers now. They want to see how many followers you have on Instagram. Yeah. And and it's hard. The more followers you have, they they see it as dollar signs. It's harder for wrestling because wrestling has such a bad stigma of... 
not it, it being fake and guys not knowing how to act. So when you market yourself as a wrestler, right off the back, you kind of almost lose respect from other artists, you know, guys that or females that are singers, actors, poets, writers, you know, they don't see you as equal, you know, so it's hard <clears throat> when you're a wrestler and you're saying, well, come see my show to someone who's not a fan of wrestling. And that is where I think personal connection plays a big part. That a lot of wrestlers, they don't have the personality or the charisma mm -hmm. to actually have human connection with someone that's not a fan of wrestling. Yeah, you, yeah, you, not everybody has charisma. Some people have athletic ability, they don't have charisma. Some people have charisma, no athletic ability. So, you know, you're, I think it sucks to be a promoter right now. It sucks to be a promoter because you're trying, you're, you're trying it's the to, worst yeah. time to be a promoter. You're trying to right promote now. unknown faces, unknown talent, and you're trying to sell that to people who have no interest mm -hmm. in your product. That's it's, and of course, it's so like watered down because, like I was telling you before, there's wrestling promotions everywhere. It's not just like one wrestling promotion in Manhattan, one wrestling promotion. No, there's like in the, five in New York. It, it, well, there's five in Manhattan. There's like five in... in, in there's, there's like five in every borough now. There's five, exactly. Yeah, it's, even it's, long, it's oversaturated. Even, it's oversaturated. So now, if the area you come from only cares about hip-hop, well, how are you going to have a, a, a connection with anybody who doesn't want to give you the time of day because you're a wrestler. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's so hard now to try to get people to support you in what you do, you know? And, you know, that's why they say that, you know, uh, people with money, they're assholes. But they don't understand is that when you're at the bottom trying to come up, asking for help, everybody want to shit on you. And then when you're at the top, they expect the handout. And you're like, no, you didn't support me when I was at the bottom. Now I'm at the top. I got here without you. F you. And oh, he's an asshole. Why? Because he's not giving you a handout when yeah, you went. Everybody, everybody exactly. Does the whole so karma's real. You know, back in the days, yep. you had one wrestler every borough or every, you know, radius of 25 blocks yep. to 50 blocks. Mm -hmm. Now you literally have one, like I said earlier, you have, you know, five promos wrestling promotions in every borough in, in New every York borough, City. Yeah. Yeah, too many. So it's like, yeah, wrestling has grown. But at the same time, like Ray Ravello was saying, it's getting oversaturated. Shit. That's the thing with today's wrestling. Me, me Ray, Cha Cha Charlie, and Merengue are from the same neighborhood. Basically. Well, you guys are all Dominican, yeah. and you guys are all wrestlers, and you guys mm -hmm. all wrestle for legendary action. Yep, in this, from the same neighborhood, Washington Heights. And you guys have a show on August 25th in Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Trying to branch out, you yep. know? And the show is at Mayday Community Center, 176 St. Nicholas, Brooklyn, New York, 11237 is the area code. You can get your tickets at tickery.com or at the door, $20 general admission. Yeah, please come. Please. Support, <laughs> Don't be so, shy. Support your neighborhood wrestler. Now, I've been, on, <laughs> I've been on several different legendary action wrestling shows, and to me, they're all great. I feel they're on the rise. They do a lot of great stuff. They have a lot of great wrestlers. 
And I advise everyone listening in to actually attend their show, you know, and, and it, it goes back to today's wrestling, how, you know, indie wrestling is on the rise. And you guys are doing a great job with Legendary Action Wrestling. Yeah, hopefully uh, 2019 will, uh, will bring better, uh, better luck for us. You know, I'm pretty sure it will. Obviously, everyone is a critique of wrestling, even if you're a fan or not. What are some of the things that you guys like in wrestling today? Um, well, to be honest, I, have, I don't watch Raw or SmackDown anymore. Um, I just don't find entertaining. But I did see, uh, I think it was on YouTube last night, the trailer for Slammiversary. And uh, that looked like a really good show. I'm going to see if I can catch it this week if I'm not. Which is what? Impact Wrestling, correct? Impact. Impact. Yeah, that's something that we need to talk about, show, Impact Wrestling. That show looked really, really good. From what I've seen, you know, like uh, the, the matches that they had, it, it looked way better than anything uh, WWE's Impa- Impa- done mm-hmm. uh, or, or here, the past couple of years. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Austin Aries' work, and they made him a champion. Uh, I, that's a guy that's well-deserving. I thought he should have been champion years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the WWE lost out on him. But uh, they, they look like they're on the rise, and they're also working with Ring of Honor. They're working with Ring of Honor and New Japan. I think Austin Aries is going to be in Olin. And he performs, uh, he's on Impact, and he performs on Ring of Honor. Impact Wrestling is doing a lot of great things. Like, I watched their episodes religiously for, like, the last past two years, two, three years. Yeah. And they've done a lot of great stuff, it's you know? Better. So, yeah, it it's, get, like it's getting, getting really, a lot really better. better. What about you, Aaron? Well, the same thing with Impact. I mean, we barely even talked about Impact because, you know, they're not in the forefront, you know, as far as you know, a marketable or promotion. But they're doing a lot of good things. And even though people thought that they were going to die out, you know, when Sting left and, you know, when Jay Lethal left and so on and so forth, they hang, they hung on. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were like... 15 years. They were there. And now you see them now. They're picking it up and they're doing stuff to oh. bring the fans back. And so I enjoy working, that. Working with Ring of Honor, New Japan... If all, if all three of them work together, uh, you know, WWE's got some problems. Exactly. They got big time problems. The guys to watch, every, I think everybody's pretty good on there. Uh, LAX, uh, Homicide is there. Um, Sammy Callahan. Is he there? I yeah, Sammy, the Sammy he's, Cal- there? he's there, yeah. Sammy Callahan is in Impact Wrestling. He's doing a great job. I think they're working with Lucha. Well, they did a show, too. Uh, he actually has an angle right now with Pentagon. What you gonna call it? You're right. I did see it the other day. Um, I think last WrestleMania. Where was the last WrestleMania at? Last WrestleMania was at New Orleans. Okay, they did a show, Impact versus Lucha Underground. Uh, yep, that's where Johnny. Time. That's where Johnny Mundo faced Johnny Impact. Wow, yeah. How's that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's yeah. John Morrison yeah, facing... Because he, was, he wrestled for both promotions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. In, in Lucha Underground, he's Johnny Mundo. Yeah, yeah. And in, John, in, um, in Impact, Johnny Mo- John Morrison is Johnny Impact. So yeah, I, I think all these, it looks like all these guys are working together. I, I Kevin Matthews do. is another wrestler that I really like, and he's half Dominican, believe it or not. Um, he's wrestled with uh, Falaba. 
and they're both indie wrestlers yep. who've done a lot of but great stuff with Russell Pro. Uh, yeah, they're in Impact they're still, right now. Still? Yes, oh, and they're great. doing a great that's job, good. both oh, of them. Awesome. Yeah, Falaba, I, I trained with him when I first started. Yeah, he gave me a couple of bruises. <laughs> yeah, that's so, dude, yeah, that, and he's good. He's very humble, very, 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 sli- nice very light on his feet. He's amazing. So I was extremely happy to be able to see someone that I personally trained with and wrestled to have made it to where he is right now. So, and you, you know, much respect to follow And you also have women in Impact Wrestling doing great, or doing some great things that I like. Tessa Blanchard, Kira Hogan, that's just mm-hmm. the name, two of them. Um, they actually signed a couple of more women as well, so they're building up that division. And I think Impact Wrestling is going to be talked about even more yeah. as days, you know. I think... You know, you got Eddie, Ed, Eddie Edwards is still in Impact Wrestling. Yep. I think he's a great wrestler. Yeah, he's very good. You're going to hear more and more wrestling fans talking about I Impact Wrestling. I think after All In, everything's going to change. Uh, all In's going to be on the Fight Network. You, they're going to stream it through there. I heard it's going to be on WGN. I'm not too really sure. We have to do. Um, I know. I saw Fight Network. A Fight Network. I think yeah. we stream it live. Either like, way, pay. we're all gonna be able to watch it somehow, yeah, you, somewhere yes. because you can watch it. it it's not gonna go unnoticed. That's yeah. for sure. It's yeah. not gonna go unnoticed. That, that's great because I can't go to Chicago. But also to add to the women's division, you know, as what I like from WWE is that the fact that they're now letting the women be full-time competitors as opposed to managers and the divas, you know, and now they, well, I want to say thank to uh, Triple H for opening his eyes and seeing, wow, these women are actually getting better and better, and they're taking wrestling just as serious as the men are, Mm -hmm. you know, and allowing them, you know, the platform to do it. I mean, they're going to have, an, what, an all-female... Uh, pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Revolution. Impact did that first. They did it first. But what I'm saying is, but who's on the bigger scale? Obviously, they WWE. But WWE. It's, crazy that, it's crazy how WWE is the bigger scale, uh, but they're like 10 years behind. Yeah, but that's what it takes. It takes, you know, someone to steal someone else's idea. You know, even, I mean, come on. That has been going on forever. With them. That's what I'm saying. But that's what, that's, WWE has the platform to be able to do things where it's like, oh, we're the first. And it's like, no, you're not the first. Almost every, everything you've done has been stolen from someone else. Like, like No Way Jose stole uh, Adam Rose's gimmick. Adam Rose's gimmick. And Carlito's gimmick. And Carlito's gimmick. He's a mixture (laughs) of both, which is why I'm not too thrilled with, no way, Jose, or the WWE product, because it's it's a dictatorship. It's mm-hmm. like you don't give them any freedom anymore. I think No Way Jose could have picked a better name mm-hmm. if they left him to himself. He probably and, did have a better he exactly. Did have a better name and a but, better gimmick, but they want to do this. But thing. Vince McMahon wants to have absolute control over every copyright and so on and so forth and yada yada yada, which now waters down the product. To someone who's a diehard fan, who knows it from the independent level, from the bottom up, and say, man, this guy is really good, but they're using him really shitty, mm-hmm. you know? And you lose interest. And you lose interest. Like I did, like, Cause, like you know, six like, years like, like, here we are uh, with uh, 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 The Shield. When they came out, I was like, okay, what are they rehashing? Every, every other stable before them. And I was like, all right, cool. The Shield, they might be doing something good. 
they broke them up too fast. And then what happened? They brought them back. And mm-hmm. then they broke them up again. Mm-hmm. That idiocy is like, you're not letting, you're not letting the characters develop enough to be able to withstand themselves. So now, what happened to Dean Ambrose? Well, he's, he's hurt, right? He's hurt. He's supposed to be coming back soon. You know, Seth Rollins, they, they just keep putting him back and forth, trying to keep him relevant. But the main focus is Roman Reigns. The guy who has the least amount of support is the one that they're pushing the most. It makes no sense. It makes no sense, you know? So, you know, little stuff like that makes me not want to watch WWE. But the fact that they are now pushing women... And there's a lot of women in the independent circuit that damn right deserve to be on that stage. That's one thing that I do like. And speaking of the women, women like Charlotte Flair, um, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Naomi, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey. I think they're all doing a great job. They all did a thing to bring back women's wrestling and put it where it is today. Natalia's another one. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great female wrestlers um, in the WWE, and hopefully that... There's know, a lot of great wrestlers, yeah. period. I'm, they have the best wrestlers. Mm-hmm. The wrestlers is not the problem with the company. They have the best wrestlers there. They have the best trainers. They got the best facility. They have the shittiest writers on God's green earth. That's what they have. You know, I, with the writers, is because they have, I believe, writers that, one, never studied wrestling don't know the art of storytelling and are probably way too young to know what the hell they're doing. If they would have wrestlers that are in their fo- uh, 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 writers in their 40s and 50s, you know, that have been writing for 20, 30 years. Which they do, but they don't listen to them. They don't listen to them. Michael Hayes is there, Dutch Mantel is exactly. there, Jerry Lawler is there. They don't listen to them. And that's the problem that WWE has a lot of yes men. Yes, whatever you want, McMahon. Yes, yes, Mr. Vince. That, yes, that yes. Check, and as that soon as check you, is really good. That's why. That's why. <laughs> but as soon as you say, "Hey, you know what? I think we should go in this direction." The only person that can question it is Triple H. Mm-hmm. But Triple H is also wearing too many hats because now he's trying to recruit guys from the Indies. He's trying to make sure that he puts a product that people over the age of fourteen want to be interested in. You know, while struggling with Vince McMahon. Oh, no, I don't think we should go this way, Vince. Hey, it's my company. This is what I want. I guess so. And it's like... He got a point. (laughs) And it's like, okay, you know. So, but like like Ray said, the talent is amazing. You can pretty much say that they have the best of the best. Mm -hmm. But like I was telling you uh, before the podcast, entertainment-wise, they don't know how to entertain. All they're doing is just gymnastics. A lot of gymnastics. Where's the personality? Where's the charisma? It, it should be called like the World Wrestling Show. It is. It, some people say hmm. WWE killed the entertainment, and some people say WWE helped the entertainment. So there's people who are 50-50 on that. Depending on who you're asking yeah. in what age frame. Yeah. You ask anybody over the age of 18 as entertainment, you know, they'll be like, well, you know, yeah, I, I guess I can watch it. But how entertaining is it when you watch two people going at each other, you know, promoing? You can tell whether the promo is authentic or That's is true. forced. 
You know? I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. That's entertainment. Is hey, are you believing what I'm saying to you? Do you believe this or you just like, you know what? Okay. I, I, I remember this line because this is what's in the script. But if it's not internalized, it doesn't come from your soul, then it's, it's not. It's it's pointless, and care. that's what they do. That all they do is just throwing words that don't mean nothing. That's why Rock, The Rock, Stone Cold, you know, they were the best promo guys. Mm-hmm. But they had experience. They had experience. They had experience so, to, to be that. Guy. That's why, as far that entertainment wise, that uh-huh. acting, okay, it's not there. It's so generic and so false. Say so it, it, you know, it's. So, again, to an 8-year-old, it's reality because he can't tell the difference. To an 18-year-old, you can tell when someone's bullshitting you. You can see it in someone's face. I'm I'm surprised that USA would renew their contract for five years. Yeah. Because the ratings is really bad. That's the thing. It's bad in the terms of wrestling, but in the terms of USA Network... It's still up there. It's, a, it's yeah. one of the For best. the network itself, it's probably the highest rating show. It, you know, one of the main reasons oh, why... For, well, for the to, network. For the for network. The ne- one of the main reasons why USA Network is not necessarily still around, but why they are still strong as they are mm-hmm. is because of the WWE. And yeah. And bringing SmackDown in, Monday Night Raw. But you know, SmackDown's going to Fox now. So. USA is only staying... I, I guess. I mean, I don't fucking watch USA. <laughs> I don't watch that one show at USA, so I, I wouldn't know. Uh, but I guess good for them. Yeah. So, August 25th, 2018, it's a Saturday. Legendary Action Wrestling presents Battle in Bushwick, Mayday Community Center, 176 St. Nicholas Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. 11237 is the zip code. Come out to see wrestlers Dominican Diablo, Ray Novello, and Aramis La Paz wrestle that night. Guys, any last thoughts? Uh, no, no. This was fun. It was entertaining. I was glad to be here. Uh, you heard uh, my man, Curve. Come check out the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can take pictures with me, and if you're pretty, I'll uh, take your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's just Dominican kidding. Diablo for you, always. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, you know, this was a pleasure being here and being on this podcast and being able to share our thoughts and our opinion based on wrestling and being Dominican and, you know, meeting a fellow 25% Dominican. And Sadie, that's yeah. right, man. I didn't, I didn't know where that came from. I was like, 25%. I'm like, okay, someone got lost somewhere, but yeah. fuck it. You know, he's one of us, and we're Bruce glad. Bruce Lee was 25% German, so. Oh, I think he was going to say he was 25% Dominican, too. I was no, about to but say. there's pictures of him drinking Presidente beer, though. Oh, uh, you know. You can Google that. And, so, we, and we did today's episode with no socks to honor the Dominican. Yes. No socks. We wore no, no, no socks It looks today. like no socks, got, but got, I do got, have. We have got no it. socks. Got to stay Heritage Pride, baby. We, Teddy, is so. your Uber here, Teddy? <laughs> I haven't checked. This has been the most fun I've had sober. Thank you, gentlemen, for, <laughs> for, for putting me through this. Thank you so much. I'm not taking an Uber, but I do want to take the D train home, Kevin. Oh, oh. Teddy, Teddy, then, Teddy, then Teddy. Yeah, <laughs> too much info. Yeah. Teddy, I told you before the show started, we weren't going to give you any disclaimers. You're, you're, you're edging the line with that, but... Well, that in that case, Kevin, take us home. All right, guys. This was the Dominican Takeover episode, episode 34 of the Yep, I Like Wrestling podcast. My name is Kervin, a.k.a. Katie Swagger. I am the co-founder of Yep, I Like Wrestling, and I was joined today by... The greatest general manager in Yep, I Like Wrestling history. 
We were also joined by Dominican Diablo Ray Ravello. Durísimo. And last but not least, the Wolf of Wrestling, Aramis La Paz, Legendary Action Wrestling. And this is the Dominican Takeover, Yup, I Like Wrestling, episode 34. Definitely find us on the internet, all social media platforms, at Yup, ILW. Thank you for listening. Oh, come on, Dominican Diablo. Come on, do it. Do it. Hey, hey. There you go. That's Dominican for you.